I have a question for you, my Chakra Girl radio listeners. Do you feel like you have a deep connection to your intuition, but you don't know how to use it? Almost like you know you're meant to be a healer of some kind, but you know you have so much healing you need to do on yourself first, and you have no idea where to start. Babe, if you are feeling those whispers from the universe and you're attracted to all the woo-woo things like crystals, tarot cards, you know, it's because your inner goddess knows you have a big purpose in this lifetime and she wants to show you how intuitive you really are. So the first step is to connect to your inner healer goddess archetype so that you can begin to remember those innate abilities and she's closer than you may think. So I've created a fun and easy quiz for you to tap into your subconscious and to really make a connection with your inner healing goddess archetype. And on the results page of the quiz, I'm giving you a list of exactly how to use your powers to heal yourself and to heal the collective. So go take the quiz today and get started on your goddess journey to healing yourself and elevating the collective. So go to quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. That's quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice, gurus and Gucci. We're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main chakra girl, Amberly Lyons. Hi everyone, welcome back to Chakra Girl Radio. It is me, Amberly Lyons, your main chakra girl, chakra expert, energy and crystal connoisseur, and your trusty spiritual BFF. Also the founder of Chakra Girl Co., which is a platform giving you all the tips and inspo to be intentional AF, to live your best life and activate your chakras. Today, we are chatting with Lindsay Mack. We're talking about tarot, guys, and connecting to your spirit guides. Lindsay Mack is an intuitive healer, holistic counselor, tarot reader, and the founder of Tarot for the Wild Soul. I actually really loved her, and this conversation is so, so fun. We're going super deep on all things spiritual. We're talking about tarot. We're talking about how to connect your inner guidance. We're talking about the wheel of the year and where should we, you should be focusing your energy on this season for mega alignment. She's giving so many tips and so much great inspiration. And I just cannot wait for you guys to hear this. So guys, I'm like really struggling today. I don't know what exactly it is, but the coffee, I'm like back on the coffee. So trying to decide if this is a good thing for me or not. I think I maybe drank it a little bit too late today. So now I'm just like feeling a little wired, haven't eaten yet. So bear with me. This episode is brought to you by my Chakra Girl Meditation Bundle that I created for you to tap into your chakra energy with me every single day. Because as you know, when you activate your chakras, you kick your energy into action so you can move forward, launch that biz or that new project, go from hot mess to mega success, and look damn good doing it. So there's a meditation to open up 
each chakra, plus a chakra cleansing meditation, plus a bonus audio on how to meditate. This is for all levels. So whether you've been meditating for EVs and you just want more chakra connection, or if you are brand spanking new to your own spirituality, this is going to work for you. So you're getting $10 off with the promo code podcast. And if you're looking for that next level of chakra activation, I also have a program called Chakras and Crystals 101. This is a major in-depth look at all the chakras, applied practices, and exercises to get you unblocked with money issues, insecurities, guilt, shame, fear of putting yourself out there, all that drama that we women go through. But if you get the course first, it's a double whammy because you also get the meditations in the course. So go to chakragirlco.com slash courses and select chakras and crystals 101. You can also get $10 off with the promo code podcast. Go get it guys. Go activate those chakras. And you may wonder why I think I know so much that I can teach you. I am certified Reiki level two. I've studied Kundalini and I'm just self-taught in yoga crystals and all the things, meditation. I've been doing this for a long time, guys, and I've been able to create a really freaking fab life, wealthy, living life, looking good, got the family, got the dog. I've got it all guys. (laughs) Be jealous. Just kidding. Just go get what you want. Um, okay. See, like I said, I don't really know what I'm talking about today. Anyways, hope you guys are having a really good week. Um, I'm finally like, just like, feeling like I'm back to life. I've been diving into my business and kind of like rounding out the year and helping my clients do the same with their businesses. And I really feel like the year's over. (laughs) Um, like it's like end of year, but there's still like another quarter left, but I feel like the last quarter of business is always the biggest. I'm really excited. Um, I just am starting about to start another Kundalini training. Guys, let me tell you, the Kundalini shifts are real. You guys need to check out Gloria Latham. I've plugged her before, not sponsored, but open to it. Um, the first part of her program is called Crystallize Your Vision. And when I did that, I like went through that first like Kundalini training. That's like what really birthed the podcast. And then the next Kundalini training I did was called breaking down your blocks. And that's when I really like broke down a bunch of insecurities and like moved past them. And then I got signed with dear media and the next one is called heal your heart. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I think a lot more love is coming my way and hopefully a lot more money. And that's the goal. So go check out Gloria Latham guys, again, not sponsored, but open to it. But if you're like looking to learn more about Kundalini, she is the woman for you. And I'm going to be sharing my Kundalini journey with you over the next little while as well. So make sure you're following me on Instagram at Chakra Girl Co. So let's get into the chakra tip of the day. I'm giving you guys my exact daily practice. I always ask all the guests about their daily practice, but I want to give you a full on overview of what I'm doing. And it's like a two hour thing, if not more. So brace yourselves. I mean, I'm not going to take two hours to explain it to you, but it's like a two hour everyday situation that I'm doing. And honestly, you guys take the time, like no matter what you're doing, wake up earlier. Like if you were like, Oh, I don't have time to do that in the morning. Then that means you need it more than anyone. So wake up earlier, do your shit and you're going to feel way better. And you're going to be more productive. You're going to make more money. You're going to take more action. You're going to like actually do the things that you want. So here's what I do. So I try, try, it's only happened a few times to wake up around six 30. 
reality, it's like seven, seven thirty. Um, but so first thing I do is I cuddle with my dog and my husband. If my husband's lucky, we'll kick the dog out and get it on. Um, but I'm not one for morning sex. What about you guys? Like, like kind of no. I like to feel, you know, like brush my teeth and shower and feel, I don't know. Anyways, husband loves it. So sometimes he gets it. Anyways, sidebar combo. Talk about that later. Um, so brush my teeth after the cuddles and just kind of like freshen up a little bit. I put on my dog walking clothes, which I've up leveled. I only wear Lululemon to walk my dog. No more like janky clothes, guys. Like get rid of the shitty clothes. I also got some cute Aritzia track suits, an Adidas track suit, like up level the dog walking clothes guys. So I walk my dog for about 45 minutes, usually bring him to the park. And then when I come back, I love to go on the treadmill and answer emails. So this is a tip that I got from Lauren from Skinny Confidential, and it literally is life-changing. So just like Lauren, I've been doing a 10 incline and the speed of three, or sometimes I do like 3.5 if I'm feeling really spicy. If I'm trying to do emails, I keep it at three, but if I am uh, like listening to a podcast or something that doesn't require me to use my hands and I can hold on to the bars, then I do like 3.5 or four, but it's still just like a fast walk. So this is like really good for multitasking because rather than laying in bed, answering the emails from my phone, I actually, it, it makes me want to not look at my phone until I get on the treadmill. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to like save all my emails and all my social media updates for when I'm on the treadmill because then it's going to make me stay on the treadmill for longer. So I go on the treadmill. I also do a quick workout. So I've got like a full gym downstairs. So I'm really lucky. But if you don't, no excuse. There's so many things you can do. Do some squats, do some crunches. Um, So I'll do, you know, some days I'll do arms and abs. Sometimes I'll do legs and butt. Uh, but I'm always kind of like doing something and then stretching. So that's like a 45 minute ordeal. Um, sometimes a little longer. And then I have my bath ritual, which I am obsessed with. Every single morning I take a bath and I light Palo Santo. I light some candles. I turn the lights off and I actually do my meditation and journaling in the bathtub. So I also use crystals, of course, I love doing a guided meditation because it's got like a start and an end and you kind of know what you're doing. And then I kind of sit in silence and just kind of let it integrate and see what comes up for me afterwards. So the meditations I'm doing right now, it's like an Oprah and Deepak Chopra meditation situation. But yeah, it's like $50. You like download the app and then there's a different one. I'm doing one called uh, Miraculous Relationships right now. So that one's really good. I've also done... Oh God, I did another one, but I can't remember what it is. Anyways, so love the Deepak and Oprah, but guys, I have meditations too. So just do mine. Um, who wouldn't want to have a bath with me? Come on. So do the meditation and then I journal after. So when I journal, the first thing I do is in my journal, I've written down all the things that I want to manifest in the next three months. And I've also kind of mapped out like the actions that I'm going to take to get there. So I just read them, refresh myself, get my energy up, get my vibration on track to really, you know, manifesting those things. And also like the actions. Okay. Oh, right. Like I said, I wanted to take that action. Like, why haven't I done that yet? And it just kind of like refreshes you. I also look at my 10 year vision. So I've written down a list of like 
10 to 15 things that I want in my life in 10 years. So I look at that as well. So I just kind of read through those things and then I just kind of, I'm like, what's up? So if I'm feeling funky, sometimes I'll just journal on that or I don't know. There's so many different ways to journal. You kind of just need to put pen to paper and be like, what do I feel like I need to get out right now and just let it flow. So the next thing I do is get out, dry off. Sometimes I'll hop in the shower, wash my hair. Depends on the hair washing schedule. And I'll do like a full, you know, shave the legs, wash the hair, um, full situation. And then, you know, do my hair, do my makeup after that. Um, if not, then I'll just like tidy, listen to a podcast and just kind of like get prepared for my day. And then I make coffee with inulin. Another tip that I got, actually I got from Skinny Confidential and from Ingrid Delamar Kenny, who was on the podcast. Go, They've both been on the podcast actually. So you can check out those episodes, but coffee with inulin. So inulin is a fiber powder and it really helps you curb your hunger. So I do intermittent fasting. I don't eat until like around 1230 or one. And it wasn't always that way. Like I kind of started off like, okay, like I'm going to eat when I'm hungry. And usually that wasn't until like 10 or 11. And then I just kind of started getting more intentional with it. Um, and being like, okay, this is intermittent fasting. And now I've kind of like added the coffee in to, kind of just like help me with that a little bit. So now that I'm having coffee at 10, I'm getting the nutrients from the inulin. It's making me feel like not hungry and I don't really eat until 1230 or one. So I'm really loving that. And intermittent fasting is not about starving yourself. It's about giving your digestive system a break. Um, you know, if we're, I know some of, so many people are like, oh, you should eat every two hours, small meals. But for me, that's never worked and it's never felt good. And it's just made me feel bloated and gross and like not right. So for me, I like to put big blocks between my meals and then eat really, really healthy meals. So anyways, have my coffee with my inulin and I do my makeup on the couch where there's like a lot of nice natural light, or sometimes I do it in my bed. I'm not one to stand and do my makeup. I like to really like lay down and be comfortable wearing like my robe or like a cute bra and underwear set and just like feel sexy and like take a minute to just like feel like you're really taking care of yourself and like looking good. And then, yeah, like I said, sometimes I do like a full get ready where like I do my hair. Um, if it's like not a hair wash day, I'll just do like a quick little dry shampoo, put it in a bun or see if I can salvage it and wear it down. My getting ready process is actually like really, really fast. So, and then I get to work around like 1030 or 11 and I've either got like client calls or whatever, but just like making sure to like take breaks in the day too. So like I also, you know, take my dog for a walk around two o'clock or three o'clock. And that's a really nice way to get outside and like get some fresh air and just bring the cortisol down. Because when I'm working, sometimes I'm just like, ah, like going crazy, working my butt off, but it's good to like take a break, let it chill. I'm trying to live the French life that Ingrid has taught me about, we're going to link you to Ingrid too. If you're not following her make sure you follow her. Um, and then, yeah, obviously I have like a personal trainer and like, sometimes I do Pilates, sometimes I do different workouts, but the non-negotiables are the dog walk, obviously brushing the teeth, non-negotiable too. Um, dog walk, 
Um, so I don't do the treadmill and emails every single day. Um, depends if I've done another workout or not. The Bath and Palo Santos, a non-negotiable. The journaling's a non-negotiable. The crystals are non-negotiable. Um, and then the Inland Coffee happens every day. The getting ready doesn't happen every day. The work happens every day, except for weekends. But yeah, so like some of the things are a little flexible and some of them are like non-negotiable. So that is my ritual, guys. Um, I get a lot of questions about it, so I hope that's helpful. I'll, I'll, I'll do some posts on it too for you guys so that you can kind of like see it in action. Okay, chakra shout out, Goddess Provisions. So Goddess Provisions is a subscription service that every single month sends you ritual stuff. Obsessed with ritual stuff. So there's crystals, spiritual growth tools, aromatherapy, superfood snacks, apothecary and beauty stuff, teas, like whatever it is. So many good things. So this month, I got a heart chakra. The theme was heart chakra, which I'm obsessed with. So I got a heart chakra ritual oil that I actually put a few drops in my bath, obsessed. And I swear, like, it makes me just feel like more feminine and more open in the throat chakra. There's also a heart chakra soap that has like different um, essential oils that stimulate the heart chakra. There's a heart chakra pendant that I actually hang from my office lamp, just a reminder of like the good heart chakra vibes and reminding me not to be a bitch. <laughs> I need that. I need that by my computer. Um, eucalyptus shower steamer. I haven't used this yet. I can't wait to use it. I love a good eucalyptus. So you kind of like put it in a little bowl in your shower and it just steams up and smells yummy, yummy, yummy. I got a heart chakra roll on essential oil blend for aches and pains. So I've actually been putting the essential oils on my heart when I do my meditation An Amazonite crystal. So Amazonite I've usually used for throat chakra, but they're saying to use it for heart chakra, which I actually love. And it is kind of like a green color. So it actually makes sense. It's just like really pretty and like soul soothing. Um, love that crystal and a crystal grid for your altar to help you call in unconditional love. So all of that stuff guys is actually only 33 per month and you can actually get a, um, a lower price version for 27, uh, 75 per month if you prepay for the year. So everything's always vegan and cruelty free and just like really, really good products. And there's free shipping in the U S but it also ships worldwide. So for my Canadian gals, you can get it too. Love a ritual box, you guys. So if you are like, okay, I'm inspired by your daily practice, but I don't know if I can do it. If you get this ritual box every single month with new stuff, it's going to feel fresh. It's going to feel new and you're going to be excited to use it. So I love, love, love this stuff for you guys. Go get it. Goddessprovisions.com. Go get yours. I'm going to be filming a whole IGTV video about how I'm using my new woo-woo tools in my daily bath ritual. So make sure you check that out too. So goddessprovisions.com. Do your rituals, guys. You need them. Keep adding more and more and more things, and you'll just find that you get more and more alignment. Your chakras are just going to be humming, and you're just going to be on your way to a glam fucking life. Isn't that what we all want? I think so. All right. Love you guys. Excited for you to hear this episode. Love Lindsay Mack. Love tarot. If you've ever wanted to, you know, learn more about tarot or learn more about how to connect your own intuition and your own spirit guidance, listen to this episode. Let's go. Welcome back to Shocker Girl Radio. We are here today with 
the amazing Lindsay Mack. She is an intuitive healer, holistic counselor, tarot reader, and the founder of Tarot for the Wild Soul. She is literally the queen of tarot, you guys. Um, <laughs> she's a mentor, she does intuitive counsel, and she's all about deep soul evolution. Her work with tarot has been featured in some big deal publications such as the New York Times, Huffington Post, Refinery29, Well and Good, and Nylon. Guys, she's like making tarot cool, okay? <laughs> I have so many questions. So welcome, Lindsay. Oh my God, what a joy. Thank you so much for having me. Yay, so happy to have you. Let's get into the slumber party. I can't wait. What is your daily ritual? Oh gua sha. Oh, so good. Yeah. Every day, no matter what. Oh, good. Have you noticed it's like a facelift? It's changed my life. Oh my gosh. I want yes. to see a before and after photo. <laughs> I will. I will. I will make that happen for you. Oh, I know. I like, I, I, I need to get into doing it more consistently. It's, I've kind of fallen off and I'm being kind of a reactive gua sha just when oh, I have yes. like hangover face, mm -hmm. but I need to, I need to step it up. So good for you for doing it daily. Thank you. Um, is there anything else that you do to stay centered? It varies. There's yeah. not one, there's not one thing I tried. Interestingly, the center of my ritual revolves around where I am in my bleeding cycle. So mm. it really, it, and it's not like so intentional. It's just something that's developed. So sometimes my ritual is like, okay, there's a golden milk somewhere in here every day that I stop and pause to make. And then other times it's like, there aren't, there is nothing tight going on this body for the next yeah. four days. And so the ritual, it's, it's kind of interesting. It has evolved. Um, but the one that really seems to, I seem to be able to get down in there is, um, gua sha, but the, the, um, the actual ritual, um, really does change depending on where I am. Yeah. So it's like a daily check-in, which is absolutely so important and yeah. being able to like intuitive, intuitive, ugh, I can't talk intuitively be connected so much to yourself that you know what you, what you need each day is really powerful. Yeah, it is. It really is. I love it. Okay. What is your go-to crystal? I, you know, old school, like clear quartz always. I try to vary. I try to like the only thing that I would say is a close second to that is pink Himalayan quartz. Oh, such a nice one. Yeah, so nice. What about you? I'm amethyst all the freaking yes. way. I just could watch it sparkle all day. But in terms of like what I need, citrine. You know, I just like want to take a moment to just really like, I don't even know, like lift you. I don't know, but I feel like, I love hearing, first of all, I love that question. And second of all, it says so much about the soul of a person. Like I have one amethyst in my house and yeah. I probably need it. Um, but for some reason, like it just, so hearing that like she's your homie, mm -hmm. me feel all the feelings of curiosity and excitement and like, 
how much work you're probably doing. It's such a beautiful, like intimate question. It's oh my God. I love you so much. <laughs> I love you too. I'm serious. It's really beautiful. Like, it's well, and really I, so and yeah. And I feel like the, well, I mean, the reason that my brand is completely purple is because oh. of amethyst and amethyst is, um, it's all about like transformation and it's about your crown chakra and being connected to the flow of the universe. And that just really lights me up. Yeah. It's beautiful. Okay. I'm excited about say pink, pink hematite. That's how you say it, right? Um, pink Himalayan. 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 Yeah. Himalayan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I need a, I'm going to link to that. I've never, I've, I've used pink Himalayan salt. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a real thing and I have, I have a million of them. Oh my gosh. Okay. I need to look that up. Okay. This is the question I made up just for you. What is your sun sign? Why is it the best? Why is it the worst? (laughs) Uh, My sun, my sun sign is Aries. Okay. And it's, I I, could have guessed that. Mm Mm-hmm. My sun sign is Aries and it's the best because it's like puppy energy. Yes. <laughs> and it's the worst because it is like the worst. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's the worst because um, at, at our worst moments, we are bossy and irascible and um, the men are not you know, it's like, no offense to any Aries men out there, but it's a little different between it's the little aggressive. guys. Yeah, it's <laughs> like a lot. And um, on a personal note, it just brings, it just makes you do so much work around when you're an adult. It just makes you, like, in my Saturn return, it was all about, like, there is room for everyone. Like, there is enough for you. Like, I think um, it it makes you do things that other signs come in with an incarnation of awareness that uh, is like basics. And um, so it's, you know, it can be extremely immature. Mm, I feel like Aries people just feel more and that's why maybe some of their reactions seem, you know, a certain way is because I feel like Aries are so sensitive and not in a bad way, but like, Oh no, we are. You pick up on like all the little signs. So but I will say what changed my life um, is that finding out several years ago that I am an eighth house son. And that, um, so I'm like a, <clears throat> for anyone who doesn't know that, uh, I have my Aries son in the house of Scorpio. Mm. And that um, just helped me because as I'm actually like, I'm a, I think I'm an Aries, but I'm an incredibly mellow Aries and and I, and I agree we are hella sensitive, but there, there was always something a little different about, and I guess maybe everyone says that, but about me that when I would read about it, I'd think I don't quite resonate with that. And then it helped me understand. What are you? I'm Aquarius. Here for it. Of course Uh, you are. It makes so much sense. Yeah. Aquarius and I am Leo rising, which I always brag about, and Sagittarius moon, which I makes me stubborn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Um, I have I, I still need to do like a full reading. I still haven't done that. I don't know oh. what I'm waiting for. When, it, when it's the right time. When it's the right time. Yes, yeah. totally. Okay. How do you recenter after a shitty day? 
I have to cry. Mm. I don't make myself, but I, there's, it's always in there. I have to like have some kind of release. Um, Lucky. A lot of people can't. I know. I, I, if I follow it down and pause enough, it always leads me there. Um, yeah, I just have to kind of take space and let go of whatever was in there somatically. Um, and it, it's not like so, so elegant. It's often mm -hmm. like pretty raw, but um, that or I have to completely disengage and have like a fabulous time. Like, yeah. I, like I have to be like, my email doesn't exist and I need to go to the movies. You know? Yes. Yeah. Either <laughs> one of those <laughs> is what I do. Have you ever done, um, have you ever heard of etiotherapy? No, tell me everything. Oh my God. It is this insane thing. Shout out to Clarité Wellness here in Vancouver. It yeah. is, I don't even know how to explain it other than <laughs> she looks at your ear and knows everything about you. <gasps> Oh my she'll God. Like, yeah. She'll be like you when you were 22 years old, you had an identity crisis and you felt this way. And you were like looking a lot at the media to like, it was, and she'll, or she'll be like, when you were eight, you had a car accident, you broke your arm. Like, this is like wizardry. It is wizardry. And I went, and the reason I brought that up is because yesterday she's like, oh, you're going to cry. You know, I had a session with her yesterday you're only supposed to go like every six to eight months. Mm -hmm. And, um, I went yesterday and she's like, Oh, you're really going to cry. And I didn't cry. And then she's like, Oh, you're really going to sweat. And I was a sweaty freak for the rest wow. of the day yesterday. It was embarrassing. I'm here for this. Holy <laughs> shit. I can't wait to look this up. Yeah. You need to go look it up. Oh you're going to go on God. a deep dive and you're going to, it's, it's very few people do it. Oh, so it's man. like ETO therapy. Or sorry, E-T-I-O, E-T-I-O. E-T-I-O. Yeah. Thank you. That's amazing. Yes. Um, okay. So some people cry, some people sweat. There you yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And last rapid fire question, which we have not been doing very rapidly. What? <laughs> we love to talk. What is a guilty pleasure that you think good spiritual people don't do, but that you can't get enough of? TV. Yes. Yeah, I love TV. I, what are you like, watching? I, I'm a member of Bachelor Nation. Oh, like, me too. Deep and hard and true. So is my husband. We never miss. Same. Yeah, I mean, it's it's honestly like it's deep medicine for me. Like, it's yeah, very, it's very comforting. It's yes. simple. Um, I love The Bachelor. I love um, and. That's all because I'm in the midst That's of the big one. Yeah. Very busy time. Yeah. And the other thing I really love is like uh, comedy podcasts. Yeah. That's, that's a little bit less like junk food. Uh, yeah. I love like a podcast called My Favorite Murder. I love um, How Did This Get Made and Bitch Sesh. Like I kind of love all of those. So. Oh, Bitch Sesh is a good one. Man, oh man. Is it ever? So yeah. It's so funny. So I need to like laugh. I need levity. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and actually in the etiotherapy session yesterday, she told me that I'm actually supposed to watch reality TV and scroll <gasps> Instagram all the time. This woman is my queen. <laughs> Love this. I need, I, I can't wait to know everything more about her. That's incredible. Uh, Yes. Okay. So let's talk about you and all the amazing okay. things that you've done. How, where did it all begin? 
I mean, it's a crazy story, but basically the short version of it is that, well, not that short, but short, shorter. Um, I have been working with tarot for almost my whole life. Um, I picked up a deck when I was 12 and was very, I'm 34 for, for scale. Mm-hmm. And I've, um, so half my life. Mm-hmm. And um, I uh, read, it was always a part of my life, but um, I just did, I was very late to the party and didn't really understand that I had any kind of gift. I didn't know I was intuitive until I was really 30. And even then I was like, I am, I'm not, I am, I'm not. Um, And I had no intention or perception that tarot was meant to be any part of my life. Basically how I got onto this path is, it's a story that I think is shared by many of us that um, I basically was birthed into it after having like a breakdown. And, my also um the piece that is has sort of been the golden key in all of this is that part of the reason that I was never really aware of uh my openness to hearing things was because uh, unfortunately I grew up in some pretty severe abuse so I just never knew because when you're Mm. in a fight flight thing like every day you're just not available to those subtler things. Yeah. You literally turn off your intuition yeah. when you, when you, when you don't want to be present exactly, and, and you're trying to like escape, you, yeah. you turn off your intuition. Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't even in my body until a few years ago. And mm. even, even now it's sometimes a hard apartment to live in. <laughs> so yeah. Like, you know, for, I think for so many of us, like this story is, is unique, but it is also not unique is that I think that so many of us can only but we can only take people as far as we're willing to go. And if we're mm. serving in a um, way that is helpful and healing, often we have to walk that path before we can take people down it. So I, um, how it actually happened though was random. Uh, I was healing after my uh, adrenal collapse and you know nervous system real just uh, break. <clears throat> I was healing and very tender and doing better. And uh, I wasn't really doing, I had had a wellness practice in Manhattan that I had started because I was a coach and I started that back in like 2012 and I wasn't into it anymore. And it just sort of stopped. Like it was just a life-changing moment um, for many reasons that are sort of hard to articulate. But Um, I got this really random opportunity to read tarot in a shop in Brooklyn. And I literally only did it because I was like, I think this would be a good thing for me to just like engage. And it sounds like fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt healthy enough to kind of do that. And uh, I wound up leaving and I was full of more joy than I had been in forever. And I hadn't really connected with tarot. Um, really in a in a couple of years and so I was adding in all of my knowledge from coaching and holistic counseling and working with people who had had trauma too um because I I've you know been a mindfulness I've done mindfulness meditation for people with PTSD for a little while now and so mm-hmm. it just combined all these different modalities and the work that had helped me until I had to like get to the point where I had to deal with my post-trauma 
And um, it just all swirled together in this perfect little package. And I loved it. So what uh, practices do you think led you to this perfect swirl? You know, were there certain things that you were, you know, doing every day or a certain way of thinking that allowed you to come from, you know, this place of trauma and not being in your body? What kind of brought you back? So I love that question. Um, Technically speaking, I think on paper, it's a blend of coaching and I know that this sounds really crazy, but just incredibly present listening, which mm-hmm. I think is a skill that I appreciate about myself. But I had to kind of learn that um, in when I did my coaching program. It's just a, a quality of listening and really pulling out things that people aren't even saying, but mm-hmm. you can hear under what they're saying, which mm-hmm. can really help with tarot. Mm-hmm. And because um, sometimes people don't know their question. And so you can guide them to it by just that listening. And um, I had been doing mindfulness meditation for uh, anxiety and depression. And there were a lot of things in what I had learned and uncovered about the nervous system that helped. But truly and more esoterically, the thing that really um, provided that swirl was after I had experienced what I had experienced in my break and I had come out the other side and was healing and had um, stepped away from the abusers in my family who had never allowed myself to step away from my teacher had come into my life. And I was able to somehow, I don't really know how, but come at every reading like anything that's happening right now is bringing some kind of a gift or treasure. We just need to figure out what it is. Mm. And so that space that I was able to hold for people, um, once you have that and you combine the tarot with it, it completely changes even the meanings of cards because it will take you out of, and that's really the, the, that's the foundation of my practice too. It's just like, it will take cards that are traditionally shitty or scary. And it's not like you're trying, it just legitimately is like, okay, you know, you're in the tower. Mm-hmm. What really is that? What, what is, what is the actual, what is the medicine that that carries? And so my readings just started to become more of this uh, kind space holding and they really were a little bit more like intuitive coaching sessions which at that time wasn't as um wonderfully popular as it is like now I feel like that is such a beautiful um thing that so many people are finding that's like really where their bell rings is in this intersection of coaching and intuition and when Mm -hmm. I kind of stumbled onto that I that wasn't really too much around so at the time it was a little different, Um, you know. So basically you were uplifting other people that allowed, and that allowed you to elevate yourself. You're right. That's right. I love that. Yeah. So did you, so you mentioned you didn't always have this intuitive connection. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think in order to do tarot, how intuitive do you need to be? Like, how does it kind of work? How much is, how much is the 
card reader um, contributing? How much are the cards contributing? How does it all work? It's a great question. So I'll start by just saying that everybody on the planet is intuitive. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is literally that we come into this world and this life with two kind of radio stations within us going at the same time. And one of that, one of those radio stations is the brain and it's designed to be louder and really it's prime operative is just to keep us alive. So that's why the brain really loves to get us in relationships with people who are like our fathers or people who are the same person or um, if we grew up in chaos, we'll continue to find a way to, to find uh, harbors and refuges in chaos until we shift that narrative. So okay. the intuitive channel is in everybody, but it's a whisper. It's so, so quiet. And if we're believing the brain or if we're caught in brain narratives, or if we have a lot of brain chemistry, you're just not hearing it. Mm -hmm. So I had unbelievable experiences with seeing, hearing, and feeling guides or ghosts when I was a child, but just couldn't go there. And mm -hmm. I was not in touch as I am now with like having a conversation like right or left and I will feel into it because there's a lot more quiet in me now. But, um, and this runs in my family and unfortunately the people in my family, because there's so much abuse in my family who have this gift other than a cousin of mine um, really like died in like trauma and mm -hmm. a lot of chaos um, and a lot of alcoholism. So you don't, um, the, if you're open to it and if you're utilizing tarot as a way to be a vessel for something greater and wiser to come through you than you, than you yourself, um, you'll get things that you can't imagine how you know, but you do. Um, and I think that's everybody. But to answer your question directly, you don't need to be an intuitive quote unquote at all to read tarot. Mm -hmm. The, the cards really do all the work for you. And in order to get intimate with what cards mean, you can study, you can just utilize, you can practice, you can learn on your feet, but eventually you have to kind of live them. So mm -hmm. if you're kind of doing your own thing and you're pulling a card for yourself again and again and again, and you're following it to the end, you're going to have something to say about that card that is going to be different than the next person or you may experience a range of knowledge about it. So I think you really um, need kind of a blend of willingness to be humble and open and a willingness to really become intimate with your deck. You don't need to know all the decks. You just mm -hmm. need to know your deck really fucking well. Mm -hmm. And if you're willing to practice on your feet and make a fool out of yourself and like give a reading and have someone be like, I don't get it. And if you're just willing to practice, 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 um, and if you love it, eventually a kind of a dialogue and an intimacy will develop between you, source, and the deck that is like like no other. And I really believe this can happen with everybody. Um, it's everybody's birthright. If they're uh, drawn to the tarot, it's just a matter of kind of getting out of your own way and practicing enough so that that familiarity does develop. 
Mm, I love that. And I too have had like scary ghost shit happen. And I feel like I totally turned it off. I'm definitely very intuitive and I, you know, guide people intuitively. And I do um, like angel card readings, which is a little bit different, but um, yeah, I totally hear you on that. And it's the practice and just picking up on the tiny little intricacies of the person's energy and the cards together. And yeah, it's, it's just crazy. I guess it's not really explainable. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to follow up on what you just said with something that I feel like I would love to just share for anyone because of something that you just so beautifully stated. Like, I don't know if you experienced this as a kid. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that I was in, that I was an intuitive because of something that I think is still very much in the bedrock of spiritual work as we experience it publicly on Instagram. It's like, you do not need to be channeling mother Mary. And I mean, if you can do that, if that's your gift, like I bow to that. Um, But I think that there isn't quite a lot of airtime for people who um, maybe just know things. Yeah. Get things through a way more subtle experience that yeah. is not so um, beautifully developed. And, and, you know, like some people are legitimately mediums and some like that's their gift. And I think mm-hmm. you just don't realize that what you're experiencing is intuition. Because totally. It's like not in the overculture that that's intuition. You know hundred percent. Like, like right? I feel like, yeah. Like if you're in a conversation with someone and you can tell how they're feeling or you can tell that they're lying or you can tell yeah. past someone on the street and you can be like, Oh, I know exactly what type of person that is. Yes. Um, and yes. yeah, you just kind of know, but it's not like I have like, I'm like hearing voices. <laughs> Yeah, ex- exactly. But, exactly. Then I, but then I'm like, I kind of want to. I'm like, I, I'm like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> How do you do that? Is it just through like practice or like have you, because you said that you pick up on like spirit guides. So was that yeah. something that just came or did you have like a specific way of tapping into that? So um, for me, um, I certainly am not bringing down the medicine of like Jesus or anything like that, but I do hear and have discovered that that's something that comes up for me. And I do feel, I don't see all that much, but um, at least not yet. Anyway, I don't have that gift um, that some people do just of like color and sight and like, um, but what I, what happened for me I had to develop that basically like the way that I describe it to people. And this is, um, I'm injecting what I'm about to say with like a ton of humility because it's not quite so spectacular, but it's like seeing the sculpture and the slab of marble, mm-hmm. you have to kind of undo. Yeah. Um, so what I had to do was I had to commit myself and it was like years, it was like a year or two years to like sitting and being Mm -hmm. and moving through wanting to hear answers and moving through. And I am a watcher and an observer and Mm -hmm. I'm someone who will sit and wait and will like check back in and come back. And 
So what I was finding was that I was discovering through just sitting and being that, and I know that you know this, so many people do that, at least for me, um, guides don't communicate in a linear way. You can ask a question, you'll get it answered later in a dream on a bumper sticker. And so I was discovering these things that were happening. And I also discovered because I had a very unique um, uh, fling into this work and it was like completely destined, obviously. Um, but I started reading tarot and the first time I read for anyone, like literally in that shop on that day, I knew things that I didn't know how I knew. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's something with, is there anything with your house? Is there anything with this, yeah. with that? I would get these things that I was like, I guess this is me. I don't really understand. And I kind of had to work backward, but I've never had a problem really knowing and hearing for other people. I had to do a lot of work to hear my own guides. Mm. And I feel like I'm still doing that, to be honest, because I have, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, like, you know, you, you ask spirit a question and like the brain can, if it's a hot question, the brain can rush the fuck in and be like, no, yes. And you have to kind of wait literally until the chemistry subsides and then ask again, like that can influence pendulums too. Like the chemistry can literally move a pendulum no or yes. So I feel like that's, I had to like do it in this very oddly practical way where I had to work backward to be like, okay, I think I heard a no, where was that in the body? Mm. Okay, interesting. And then I would pay attention because when I drop in for a client, it's, it, it is right there. So um, it's, again, a lot more humble and like ordinary than, like I don't get insane, amazing yeah. things. Um, I just know what I'm supposed to know for that moment and no more, no less. But for me, I had to like take things that were happening in sessions and be like, okay, yesterday I felt a no in a new place. And like, what was that? And yeah you know, with your own shit, it's just so much harder. So much harder because you don't want to look at it a lot of the time. No. And your brain is trying to persuade the sign to be shown to you in a certain way, the way that you want to see it. That's, I'm so glad you said that because that's, that's exactly where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, and I really um, bow to you there. It's it's yeah. it's fucking real. Yeah. You know? So I think you know, for everyone listening, just even honoring, even like just the fact of honoring those tiny little signs and being like, yes, this is me being guided and maybe Mm. it's not going to make sense right now. And I probably shouldn't sway it, but when I know, I'll know. Yes. Yes, exactly. Thank you. So good. (sighs) Okay. So how are tarot cards different than angel cards or is it kind of like same, same? Um, I think they're a little different. They're not, they're not different in what they're doing. Like we're right. We're like, we're using these beautiful channeled archetypal images to bring forward messages so that we can be more centered in ourselves. Um, really the difference is that I assume angel cards, cause I've worked with decks that have a, that are angel cards. Angel cards are specific to, um, angels and the kind of channeled medicine that they bring through mm. tarot is centered on 78 archetypes that don't change that mm. are um, solid and fixed and 
don't really have one um, solid foundation of knowledge. So like, you know, if you ask 10 tarot readers, what is the magician? They're going to give you basically the same answer with little variations, but there's not one text that's all interpretive. So Mm -hmm. um, that's not like bad or good, but it's just, um, they are basically the same. It's just different figures on the cards. It almost leaves more room for intuition and for guidance rather than having, you know, a card that tells you exactly what the answer is. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that's one thing that is different. Um, and there's, uh, a a ton of, uh, there's a lot of hierarchies, levels, um, like there's shelves in the tarot of like Mm. this, these seven cards are part of this thing. These 10 cards are part of that thing. There's like the three knives and then the seven knives isn't yeah <laughs> that is exactly right yeah. yeah there's the three knives and then there's the second seven knives that's exactly right okay uh, yeah I love you and I love that you, you're right though you're right yeah and there's yeah there's pentacles there's swords and if you know what suit you're working with even what number it can really uh it can immediately give you information. Mm, Okay. I'm so inspired to, I have a deck that it was gifted to me and it was actually one of my goals this year to learn. And I like picked up the book once and I was just like, Oh God, this is, this is a lot of memory. memorizing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you teach tarot. So tell us about that. Teaching tarot. So I teach a kind of tarot called soul tarot. That, mm-hmm. that is the name of the kind of tarot I teach. So um, I teach a tarot in a way that is different than um, it, it's not better. It's just different. Um, I teach people how to read tarot that can elevate and turn up the volume on that more subtle voice and turn down the volume on the brain. So it is essentially a way of looking at the tarot that uh, is only for the present, not for the future, because tarot actually does a really bad job at predicting the future, believe it or not, Mm. Um, and really just gives the power completely back. And that's not um, me imposing my a view on it. It's more like looking at it for what it is because there really is no future, you know? Yeah. And even if there is, like we have total beautiful responsibility to birth the best future we can. So if we're as aware of ourselves and our surroundings as we can be, we, we can create that in a way that is, um, you know, good for everybody. So um, I, once again, stumbled into that. Somebody asked me about four years ago if I would teach them. I was like, sure. Um, And my private practice with teaching one-on-ones blew up very, very quickly to the point where I couldn't take people anymore and I had to quit my my day job. And then um, was just literally in like 20 sessions a week of just teaching and reading. Honestly. And this before you had your burnout? (laughs) Uh, this was after. Oh, okay. This was after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, yeah, and then, uh, and it's just kept morphing. Um, so I, 
it was literally someone asked me, I got a yes, I said yes. And slowly I started to realize I had different things to say about certain cards than other people did. And um, it wasn't initially like, I teach soul tarot. It was just the best term I could use because it really started to have like certain tenets to it um, mm-hmm. that could that could shift um, the f- it, it's a little heady, but basically uh, it's just looking at it a little bit differently so that we start thinking about the cards in different ways um, and in ways that really help and don't limit or frighten us um, and ways to look at them ethically. Like, you know, if you pull something really intense in the future, how are you, how are you communicating that to someone? Um, and it's since yeah, you're not going to be like, Oh my God, you're going to die next week. <laughs> I know but you, would, you would like be shocked at how many people do that shit. Oh my God. Oh yeah. So this is an ethical way of reading tarot that yeah. is, that is, um, true and as, uh, as kind and as generous and as compassionate as we can be to others and ourselves while also being, as honest as we can be. So it's developed over the last few years and has since become like something much, much bigger than what I ever thought it would be. So, Mm. um, yeah. And, and how I got into it was pretty uninteresting and completely not a plan. But it's it's probably meant to be. And I love that you do it in a different way because I feel like different people are going to learn tarot in a different way. And I love that you do it for the person that is kind of like in their head a little more because (laughs) that's me. (laughs) Um, So that's everybody. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I love that. Okay, so let's talk about the sacred wheel. Okay. We, we haven't really talked about this much on the podcast. So why don't you just explain to everyone what the sacred wheel is? Okay. So the sacred wheel is an offering that I do. Um, but it's like saying that, you know, bicycles are the name of your offering, but that's not like what it is. The sacred wheel is um, a, a term for the high holy days and changing seasons of the year. So we don't, uh, so it shifts us out of, when I say high holy days, what I'm talking about is um, uh, June 20th being the summer solstice or June 21st, depending March 20th being the spring equinox or the vernal equinox. August 1st being Lunasad. Um, so these are the days basically that uh, developed out of a Celtic way of looking at things, but they're really, they've been around forever. They're for everyone. It's not just people who identify as like Irish or anything, mm-hmm. but um, they're basically here as quiet mile markers to help us connect with nature the seasons, how things are changing. So it's a very, very gentle, almost lunar way, a yin way of moving through the year, not as a straight line, but as a spiral where Mm -hmm. we get all these different opportunities to stop and pause, no matter how we celebrate or don't celebrate these days and say to ourselves, well, wow, where was I last year at this time? Where was I on the last equinox? Where was I um, 
you know, there are um, holidays that have sisters. So in bulk and Lunasad are sisters or mm -hmm. brothers or however you want to say it. In bulk is when um, spring, it's still cold, but spring is kind of waking up and we're asked to kind of like remember, even though things are cold and the ground is hard, that somewhere under the earth, things are moving. And Lunasad is basically like, we're in midsummer, blow it the fuck out, mm -hmm. everything's in full bloom. So it's this, um, yeah, it's just this beautiful thing. So, so if yeah. we honor, so when we honor the cycle and we're getting, you know, more connected to nature, what are the benefits of that? The benefits of that are more intimacy with yourself and more intimacy with the environment around you. If there um, are ways to be more intimate with those subtle energies, then it really does open us up to way more um, joy, communication, personal relationship with the world moving around us. I actually think that for people who are interested, and I think probably everyone here is like in connecting more deeply to nature, even if they live in a city, like this is the way to be yeah. able to like, be like, okay, here we are on the wheel of the year. Where's the other side of the world? What, what holiday are they in? Because we uh, alternate their, theirs is our opposite. So mm -hmm. um, we'll get into that, but um, <laughs> basically the benefits are multitudinous. You know, it really is that um, it's the difference between living in a solar way and living in a lunar way. So this is just like a real quiet, gentle, because everything in the world basically goes by four seasons and a straight line. It's like January to December, we're done. Mm -hmm. this, this wheel is truly, it, we could say it begins in January. We could also say it really begins in, in March on the spring um, equinox. Mm -hmm. um, there are many ways to look at it. Some witches say that um, the year begins on Halloween or Samhain. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a way for anybody who is wanting and desiring to drop in more with this essence of witch in them. Mm. It's a way to do it that's free, that mm. is ever present, that is available to you. And in my very, very um, simple and humble opinion, really the direct gateway to source and connection to anything in the esoteric realms is really just through nature and presence. So it can really bring us right into the heart of that. So at the time of the year that we are in right now, what should we be paying attention to or how can we be turning in? So we just honored Lunasad. Lunasad is the harvest festival and another word for it is Lamas. Lunasad was the Celtic word. Lamas is kind of the word that the Catholic church was like, hey, use this one. <laughs> but either is great. So for us in the Northern hemisphere, this is our time. So this is a time to basically be in the fullness of the heat. Um, and to recognize that we are a direct link and a direct parallel. So we are in full bloom right now. What is shining in us, showing in us? What are we harvesting? What have we grown? What have we completed? And um, what seeds have we planted last year or in January or in March, whatever you honor? And what are they blooming into now? 
Mm. Um, how have we changed? And so we're just energetically looking at that. We're also thinking about the fact that we're in Leo season. We're in the strength card right now. Leo rules the heart. So this is all about heart. It's all about sensitivity and um, letting things open up and really recentering mm-hmm. so that when we walk forward into, you know, the fall, we are more centered because this is really the peak time. Lunasad was the time and, you know, everything's a spiral. So this is, it's a beautiful time to begin today. Lunasad was only like 10 days ago because <clears throat> it's on uh, August 1st, but this is the time to bring it all out. This is the full moon time of the year. Mm. And we are in about a month and a half going to be celebrating the fall equinox where things are going to start to turn. And then it's going to turn into a little bit more of a waning moon energy where we're thinking about what are we clearing? What are we releasing? And this is a moment in the wheel of the year to get really clear on the heart's desire and how we're bringing that up and out, how we're showing our leaves in like, so to speak, in the most um, beautiful, brilliant, bold way we can for anybody who is thinking about working on how do I shine? How do I show up? They might notice a lot of pressure right now. Because they're, if we're in resistance or fear, especially because this time is compounded by such an intense, like every planet's retrograde basically, but like Venus. Um, so we're in such an intense time of review that um, some of us are getting hit really intensely with these lessons and open, 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 let the world see you more. Um, yeah, I can yeah. totally, that totally resonates with me. Like I've... Mm-hmm so many of the seeds that I planted earlier in this year are like in full blown action right now. And it's like scary because there's a part of me, it's like, am I ready for all this growth? Like, and it's making me go through all of these, like, you know, okay, I have this insecurity and, you know, having to release it. And it's a lot of like looking at yourself in order to be able to really enjoy the things that you've cultivated. You nailed it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I love it. So interesting. Okay. You are just jam packed full of the most like beautiful information. So, and you have a podcast. So tell us about the podcast. So my podcast is called Tarot for the Wild Soul and it is a blend. It changes from week to week. So uh, on or around the first of the month, there's always a big download episode called Monthly Medicine. Um, where I offer a collective reading and just channeled message for the coming year or coming month. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I have two interviews a month and somewhere in the middle, I usually do a lesson or a little homily style chat about something that relates to tarot in some way or reimagining of cards or whatever Mm -hmm. it might be. I'm beginning to switch my interview formats by the time you know, everybody hears this, it may be different, but I'm starting to move into a time where instead of interviewing, um, like tarot readers, tarot teachers, tarot, whatever, I'm beginning to, uh, weave and cultivate a different format where I'm interviewing people who through their work in the world and the way they show up in the world and just their organic gifts embody the essence of a card. 
So I will be interviewing people who like live in the world like a magician or who embody the essence of nine of pentacles or whatever it is. Oh, that is so cool. Thank you. And that little What are you going to do if you have to be like, hey, you remind me of those seven swords? Well, that's that's actually a really good question. And I, I have not. So for example, I just have a way of seeing the good in a way that's like really honest. And so um, one thing that I think I might do is if we're talking about like nine of swords or something, um, nine of swords is really about directly facing and confronting fear and basically pulling the blanket off of it so that we expose it for the bullshit that it is. And so rather than, um, I think in that case, telling someone like, hey, you are the nine of swords to me, Um, I would want to talk to someone who publicly acknowledges and talks about how to do that work. So I think Mm -hmm. it will just be a matter of like tweaking, but it's funny that you say that because I emailed somebody to come on as Knight of Swords because they're, they just are in the best way. And I thought like, they're so not going to be interested to, (laughs) to do that because to me, that's such a special card, but that's part of the beauty of this series is that if people are willing to, and a couple people have been, cause it's something I'm working on currently, but um, if people are willing to kind of like set aside their perceptions or egos about what the card means, um, they'll be like showered with love and totally. Lifting. Kind of like if you're like a casting director and you're exactly. like, hey, can you, play, can you play the big loser in this movie? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. <laughs> I feel bad for those people, but hey, they're, they got a I job. Mean, they're so. getting paid. They're getting paid. So, <laughs> oh my God. So amazing. Okay. So let's get into manic moments and manifesting where we talk okay. about our last meltdown and the last thing we manifested and I'll go first. Awesome. So. I've talked to you guys before about how I am, for some reason, horrific at booking flights, hotels, travel arrangements. In my defense, it is Mercury retrograde. Mm -hmm. Yet again, my failure has struck and I was booking a retreat location and it was literally like almost two hours from the airport. <laughs> and oh, I was no. like, I didn't think about this. And I, I just literally just didn't even think about it. Like I, yeah. my brain doesn't go there. I'm just like, Ooh, this is the nicest hotel. Why is it so inexpensive? I guess I'll book it. And it's like, Oh, because it's impossible to get to. <laughs> <Yeah. why. laughs> so anyways, what I'm learning, be more proactive, stop the avoidance. I'm like, always practicing avoidance around booking travel and booking it last mm-hmm. minute. And then I'm all stressed and frazzled and don't pay attention to the details. So mm-hmm. learning as we go kids. Love okay. That. What I've manifested, I have on my phone, I had like this little vision board as my, um, as my background on my phone for the longest time. And since then I've gotten new phones, so I don't have it anymore. But I used to have a picture of a girl that semi looked like me that was at a revolve party. I feel like revolve parties have just always signified a level of influence. And Mm -hmm. I 
kind of totally like had forgotten about it. And I know it was like when I had first started working with my PR manager, I was like, this is one of my goals. And lo and behold, I'm going to a Revolve party, guys. Fuck yes. So, so excited. They're giving me a bunch of free clothes just so that I post about them. Um, This is amazing. So amazing. And yeah, I just feel like And that's one thing that I've been talking to a lot about my clients lately is when you're trying to manifest something, you can't be like holding on too tight. You have to kind of release it. Like if I still had that background on my phone and I was still like obsessing over it every day, I wouldn't have allowed the space for it to have actually fallen into place. So it's incredible. There you go, guys. This is one of the, uh, one of the things I was saying about the big opportunities that I'm like, am I ready for those? (laughs) Oh, <laughs> like hit the gym, getting the hair done. Like, love that. Coming into my own. Thank you. I'm really excited. Okay. What did what tell us about your last your last meltdown? I've consistently through my life had a lot of issues with my health. Like um surprise things like I'm going about my business everything's great and then all of a sudden like boom like I break Mm. a bone or I find something out or whatever Mm. so I have some like weird trauma anger at my body from time to time but really like at God because I hate being stopped this is like kind of serious (laughs) like it's intense but like I've been working on it it it's we're I've come so far with it and have really bowed to the medicine that even illness brings and injury. And it's always, always so important, whatever happens, but I'm in the middle of a course launch. My plate is more full than it probably has been in. It's very full. And I got this massive um, bladder something. I don't even know what it was just like, not even an infection, just so much inflammation. And I like lost my mind. I was oh my so, God. Yeah. And you're blowing my mind right now because I was literally going to say my thing was going to be, I'm pretty sure I have a bladder infection. Oh my God. It's like, I can't, first of all, I can't believe it. And second of all, I feel like it's like going around right now. Okay. Is it? I'm like, I, think it is. I mean, it's not really something that's contagious. <laughs> well, I think unless like all of us are getting in there somewhere and yeah somehow in the water I don't know yeah. but I mean okay. is that I, I, I feel think, like it's like maybe some kind of like release or something it's for sure I think related to clearing out any kind of um at least for me I think it really was connected with old rage, Mm. Um, but I didn't feel angry, so I didn't get it. And then the presence of it, nothing around it made me feel angry, but just the presence of it being there opened up like all this shit and like Mm. went so deep in. It was crazy, but I feel perhaps clearer than I have around issues with that then I have in a long time and my bladder feels better knock on wood so it's um, so good that you can be so mindful of that because I'm just like fuck I have a bladder infection that I don't think about it (laughs) but but like Amber like the craziest thing was like that was that was what I think was a part of my rage is because I felt it and I was like I have a bladder infection like I will go to the doctor and I will get it taken care of and I went 
And they were like, well, you don't have an infection. And I was like, mm-hmm. but I like, but I like do have an infection. And then they put me on an antibiotic that was, I have had never had a reaction to an antibiotic. I had a terrible reaction. Oh my to gosh. And then okay, like, I have a theory. I have a theory. Tell me. I think mine is yeast related. I don't think it's a bacteria. I think it's a yeast. A yeast. Oh, well, I yes. feel like that's, that happens too, right? Yeah. Where- but then, because I've had that, and they're, they're like, no, you don't have a bladder infection. I'm like, then fucking test me for something else, you mm-hmm. idiot. Yeah, because it's not just like how my body is. Exactly. Um, it's ridiculous. Okay, so now I'm mad. <laughs> yeah, now you're all worked up, and I understand. There, there's that rage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I think it was actually, um, I think it was an infection. They put me on something else, and it helped so much. So I think it was connected to that, but there were also some other things that brought up inflammation. Anyway, um, long story short, I had to really change my diet overnight. I had to shift the way I moved my body. And um, that felt at the time, obviously I know people go through horrible things, that felt really unfair Mm -hmm. and um, felt like a big trip. And it felt like it threw me off my game at a time when I really needed to be on my game. But I think it actually like recentered my game a little bit because yeah. it made me clear up whatever was going on in there, infection included. So yeah. I feel like that was um that was my last meltdown. Okay, guys, you heard it here first. Look for the <laughs> silver lining in your bladder infections. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson of the day. Yeah. Um, okay, what is the last thing that you manifested? The last thing I manifested is that this, it's big. It's really big. So I, um, like long story short, have been working for the last like two and a half years on, off, on, off, on a tarot book. Mm-hmm. And um, I finally signed with like the right literary agent. Oh my gosh. How exciting. Yeah. So Mm. we're still in like proposal development stuff, but, um, that was the biggest thing that I was just like, where are they? How do you do this? And I, I had to do all these different things to get out of my own way, develop my own confidence, actually just sit and drop in and say, you don't need to do this proposal. Like the biggest lesson for me was like, you do not need to do this proposal perfectly. You just need to do the best you can do. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you need to like ask people, you need to actually go out there and say, hi, like you have a book. I love you. Yeah. Do you have an agent that you like? And yeah. Yeah. And so it, it worked out, but I had tried to do it many different times and I just wasn't ready you know, for, for a number of reasons, I, I didn't feel ready. I wasn't quite ready to be seen or quite ready to focus my work on that. Um, and you know, it could be a little while until there's like a deal, but, um, to sign with someone and to make that leap and trust them and trust myself, that was a huge thing. And that feels like it's been years that Mm. has been in the making. It's the right time now. It's the right time now. It's Just summer. Like that's why. It's it's the yeah. Blooming. We're blooming. Yeah, we're blooming. That's right, baby. <laughs> oh my gosh, this has been so freaking amazing. Um, you wanted to offer everyone ten percent off your course. Tell us yes. how you do that. Okay, so we are. So I do once a year an eight week online immersion into 
basically how to read tarot. And um, the material is yours to keep forever. You can do it on your time. Nothing is live except for two Q and A's. Um, the videos are like literally the top quality that you could have. If they're beautiful. Um, there are workbooks. There's opportunities to ask questions. The community is amazing. There's already several hundred people doing it and we still have a month to go. So hopefully I not think I'm going to do it. I, really <laughs> like... love, I would love to have you. So um, basically what we're doing is uh, offering everybody listening to this interview, the opportunity to sign up with a 10% discount. So we'll have a special code and link that will be Yay. in, I guess the podcast notes and all you yeah. need to do is follow that. And if you have any questions, like you can contact me or my team but um, yeah, it runs from September 6th to October 26th. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. You guys check it out. I'm going to post all the links for you. Where else can we find you? You can find me at lindsaymack.com and you can find me um, on Instagram at wild soul healing and at tarot for the wild soul. And you can find me wherever podcasts can be listened to everywhere. What Spotify we are working on Spotify, but um, yeah, they're, they make, they do not make it easy. If you know, no. no. <laughs> um, putting a pause on that one. It's all yeah. right. But uh, other than that, we're everywhere you can listen to podcasts and the podcast is called tarot for the wild soul. Yay. Oh my God. Thank you so much. And everyone listening, um, go check everything out. This has been so, so great. Thank you so much everyone for being a chill chakra girl and tuning in to chakra girl radio. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. You can find more info on chakras and on Amber Lee at the and follow all the glam and grounded goodness on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the chakra girl co. Amberly loves engaging with her listeners, so DM her anytime.